Welcome to Bite Size Edge, the podcast working in association with Edge NLP, uh, where our mantra and motto is unleashing people potential. Through this podcast, we get the opportunity to speak with fabulous individuals, all of whom have an inspiring story through one way or the other. And today is no exception. So I am absolutely delighted this morning to be speaking to the rather awesome Sally Reisman. How are you, Sally? Hello. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Really good. It's lovely to have you here. It was only, I think, this time last week I was sitting in your kitchen. Yeah. Um, I think it was this time last week, in fact, sitting in your kitchen, because one of the things that you do is we've been working in the world of hair and makeup for forever. I was, you know, I was trying to think about how long it was and I was going over old bios and stuff and it used to say, you know, 20 years in the industry and I thought, bloody hell, it's a lot longer than that now. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, hasn't it? Mm. Before we press record on this, you were saying you kind of describe it around the whole look good, feel great. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that, what that means for you, Sally. Um, Okay, are we recording? We are. Oh, good, because my husband's just come in from doing the chickens. Oh, that's good. We can talk about your husband and the chickens at some point. Well, he rescued them because we had a fox in the garden. Oh, not so good. That's another podcast. I say so. So, um, look good, feel great. Yes. So I noticed that there was a pattern with clients that I had been doing and some I'd been doing for decades let alone you know just a few years there were always similar common and repetitive complaints and it seemed like on some level some people enjoyed their problems or should we say their challenges because it kept them knowing where they were at it was something that gave them um What's the word? Not security. It's, it's left my brain, which has nothing to do with the perimenopause. Um, <laughs> Onto that certainty. There's the word, certainty. So even though it was uncomfortable for them, like they might continually complain about their job or they might complain about their life or their fat gut or their fact their husband doesn't want a dog or whatever it is, it seemed on some level to serve them. And I could see that. And even though I'm not a trained psychologist, as a hairdresser and somebody who does makeup, when you're right up in someone's grill, they tell you everything from, hi, how are you? And it's an honor and a privilege. And you're not there to solve their problems. You're there to do the hair. But invariably, I found that more and more clients were coming for more than that. So I thought, okay. So I started doing loads of courses loads I did you know the landmark forum then I went to New York and I did happiness is a choice uh and then I discovered Tony Robbins so I ended up exactly I'd like to say my other husband he hasn't agreed to it legally but I still use that term so um I went and did his first course unleash the power within and my god it did Um, And from that, then I went on to do every course that he did. And I followed him around the world like a little groupie on any course I could get my mitts on, right up to Leadership Academy. But I'd always find a frustration coming back, you know, when you need to find your, your crowd, find your people. When I was in LA or when I was in California or even in Fiji, there were a group of people who were very 
particularly thinking the same way I thought. Mm. I used to say why well, I love hanging out with coaches. Um, and uh, so that I added to my skill set. Um, and of course, the other skill set was using humor and somehow found myself mm. doing stand up. So there was this sort of mishmash of helping and hoping to help people feel better about themselves and their lives and the challenges or the place where they were at right now. Because we all have challenges throughout our lives. Mm. Um, and sometimes, even if it's just the knowing that you're not in it on your own, can be the thing that moves you forward. Yeah, um, not just a good blow dry. No, no, no. I was wondering where you were going with that last statement. But yes, not, yeah. not just a good blow dry. But mm. I, some of the things you've touched upon there, Sally, so um, which really kind of resonate with me, working in the world of NLP which in essence is what Tony Robbins is talking about and it's really extraordinary he hasn't accepted your offer of marriage yet because he know. hasn't accepted mine either which no. is poor jewels we both kind of went marry mm. both of us just to be helpful but no two for no. the price of one well I mean, however you, you want to work it you know I'll work through that shortly um but it but in essence there is that whole thing around um people that you gravitate with um, and how quickly, you know, the brilliant phrases like mood hoover and, you know, those sorts of things, you know, where. <laughs> you know, but I've met them. Yeah. How oh. haven't you? You know, that moment yeah. where you're kind of feeling really upboot and upboot, upbeat. Yeah. And um, before you know it, they've sucked the energy out of the room. Yeah. Good old mood hoover. You know, we all know them. Crikey. And it's it can be, you know, quite, quite very limiting, isn't it? But so, so that element of it, I get it. I get the whole wanting to gravitate and your people, your tribe being a similar mindset because in essence, you then move forward, don't you, accordingly. But I was interested in one other thing you said about people who come to you um, with a level of you know, certainty. They tell you what, they walk through the door, they say hi, and next thing you know, you've, you're getting their, their, their life, you know, chapter and, and verse of it. There's an element of that certainty that, for me, the phrase that springs to mind is secondary gain. Are you familiar with that phrase? Yes. Yeah. It's actually a benefit for an individual being stuck there. Yeah, totally. I mean, they can't, but I think also that secondary gain, it's a false gain because all it's doing is actually when I'm comfortable, I know where I'm at. So perfect example would be, I don't like working in John Lewis, but I do it because I know what I get every month. Yeah. And I know I can plan my holiday and I can pay my bills so I know where I'm at. But actually, mm -hmm. I want to be a gardener or something. Mm -hmm. So the gain is, yes, you get the certainty. And most people are certainty driven, as we know. Yeah. But um, and anything outside of that realm is terrifying for them. So there's the gain, is that they're comfortable. But the, the real gain would be to not be wouldn't it? Because yeah, absolutely. But we also have a negativity bias, don't we? The human nature, and not, not all of us, for sure, or, or, or some of us are able to kind of suppress it, but we have a, we're kind of built as human beings to have a negativity bias, where we'll, we'll look for evidence of what's gone wrong first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. Evidence of what stops us being able to move forward. Yeah, you know, I work at John Lewis, um, it pays my bills, um, and I really want to be a gardener but I can't because of. Yeah. You know, oh, that, yeah. Yeah, we see, and, and to anyone listening who's ever worked at John Lewis, 
only did 17 years there um you know and why not, not? it's fabulous they're, they're not a Thank bad you service. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because we are we're wired that way so when you've got loads of people coming through your door yeah. and you're you know you're hearing all of this and, and you, your natural desire one is to be humorous but also to almost almost coach in some ways how do you protect yourself from any of that negativity Ooh, really interesting well I have only had a few clients where like a cat you know when you you meet something and your hackles go up I've had a couple of long-term clients bless their hearts who were obviously deeply unhappy people mm. and they weren't prepared to share never asked by the way I never asked what it was but it was very difficult for them but they would keep coming and I'd be like I'd be thinking why are you still in my chair you're clearly not happy you don't appear to be enjoying yourself so and I would feel like you say you know the mood hoover it would be, mm. it'd be like my soul was being sucked down the drain it wasn't even yeah. my mood I felt desperate when they'd leave I'd open the curtains I'd open the windows I'd you know would light my candles play whatever happy music yeah but it would stay with me. So now, generally speaking, mm. I'm in a situation where if I find there's somebody and it's just not working for me, yeah, I don't book them again. The same like if you're working with a coaching client, yeah, they need to show up with the right attitude, wanting to have that service. I know it's only, you say it's only just a cut and blow dry, but it's my energy. It's my energy that I'm going to I'm going to show up for you as the best possible version I can be, even if I'm just trimming your fringe. And yeah. uh, so I don't do rude, don't do miserable. Um, with regard, not not miserable. Like if someone's down on their luck or they're having a hard time or a partner's died, not that kind of miserable. The vortex of hell. Yeah kind of showing up in your door especially now currently I work from home because of the world that it is so mm -hmm. I <clears throat> I protect myself by limiting who I'm if if they're not right for whatever reason their energy is not right um otherwise if I'm stuck in a scenario where they are really in my tv world which I haven't mm -hmm. done for a few years now and I'd always be given the tricky ones because I would deal with it with humor that's exactly what I did. I'd deal with with, with humour and I would uh, I would basically kind of nearly take the piss out of them in, internally for myself and, and treat them like children, sort of needy twats. And so, uh, you know, if they, if they were really, really sorry, I would pretend that I didn't know them. I had one gentleman who's incredibly well-known and really, really difficult. In fact, honestly, I would put him on the spectrum. He behaved like a spoiled eight-year-old boy. And when he arrived, I said, thank you. I'm so glad you're here because this aircon has been broken for a week and it's so hot in here. Do you need me to get your stepladders for you? And he was mortified. He said, I'm not your aircon person. To which he said, God, I know you're not. Come in. But actually, it worked a treat because then yeah. he was like, Oh, well, we've laughed now. So I can't, I can't be a twat. Yeah. So the humor, there are times when people are screaming and shouting and being vile. And I just literally have to think, well, this isn't about me. This is about you and your yeah. stuff. And so I just go into massive professional mode 
and uh, and sort of put a little visual bubble around myself and do the job at hand mm-hmm. and offer them everything that I can, which generally makes them more uncomfortable. But, you know, let me get you a glass of wine or a tea of coffee. You know, do you need anything else? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, God, the things that I've been asked to, you know, get for people, even if I'm just doing hair and makeup. But that's what I do. And I go full professional mm-hmm. and in my heart, just think, wish them well. They're so unhappy. Mm-hmm. And that sort of tends to protect me. Yeah, I get I get that. And it's, and it's quite a generous mindset to have, I think, also, isn't it? Because I think sometimes we can get stuck in the, you know, to, to coin the phrase you've used, it, you know, they're a bit of a twat scenario yeah. and yeah. stuck there which yeah. then means we're almost feeding that energy for ourselves yes to so kind of be generous and go love you bless you yeah but it's actually the quickest way out of the scenario I've had mm. loads of celebs who have started you know where you sit down in the makeup chair and it's a swivel chair and you go towards them with your brush and they'll just swivel around and put their back to you and just go on the phone because they're used to being mm. in control and it makes them comfortable gives them certainty that there's still someone and they're not losing their grip on fame or what have you even if it's that they've been in EastEnders for two years um and so I just wait I wait calmly and I I do sometimes get the giggles so I have to keep them internal but there's not really having done it for so long there there hasn't been a scenario that that has floored me there might have been some that have made me cry in the car park but very few very very few and I would have still remained really professional yeah that's yeah that's the the true artiste that you are <laughs> the true artiste you don't want to get I, the sack I, do you <laughs> well you don't want to get the sack you know the amount of times I feel like oh my god I'm getting paid more than you and you're apparently the talent and uh, or thinking, I think I'm funnier than you. You're awful. You're not even. You're not even interesting. But you can't say those things, can you? That would be rude. I had a whole conversation with Jules the other day about just how funny I think I am, and she seemed to find that very funny. And it's like, <laughs> you are. You know, that's kind of what it is. I was trying to think of who the actor is who only got into comedy, and I don't think she's alive anymore. Actually, um, in her fifties. I went seriously. There's hope for me yet. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was a case that in the end, I realized that I was now on my own finding myself very funny. Uh, <laughs> but so be it, Sally. So be it. So, so listen, one of the things I love when I when I come and hang out with you, not only is the fact that I then I absolutely know I'm in trusted hands when it comes to whatever happens to my hair. And I appreciate that. So thank you very much. Oh, you're very um, well. There's something very special about finding a hairdresser. Who, and you're way more than that anyway, but anyone who works with your hair and you kind of go, I completely trust you to crack on and do what you think's right. And, and that's, that's awesome. But I think one of the other things is, is the level of open and honest and frank and funny conversations we always end up having. We do, don't we? It's great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and I always come back feeling full of energy. And normally cackling away to myself. Uh, yeah, because I found someone who's nearly as funny as I am, so it was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but recently, we've been having a good old chat about the joys of being female yeah. and entering into the world of perimenopause and menopause, mm. um, and and just how that presents a whole whole new raft of challenges or 
things to have to deal with. Apart from anything else, I think I'd laughed, pissed myself, and you'd slipped on my wee on the kitchen floor. You know, it was... <laughs> that's one way to start a conversation, isn't it? Oh, it wasn't the dog out with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't even have a dog. <laughs> no, exactly. I was just going, I know you've got chickens, and I know you've got a cat. Yes, yes it. You've got a dog at all, so uh, I should get it. one, though, with a weak bladder, and it would at least be a cover story for me. <laughs> so come on then tell me for you <clears throat> how has the joys of of entering the world of perimenopausal been okay well there are you know this is a, a coat of many colors isn't it so i suppose i started noticing a change in my periods so i'm 50 nearly 52 well, not nearly 52 in may mm-hmm. I'm holding on to it for as long as I can. And um, I would say around the age of 45, I just felt different. Things were just a bit different. Um, My periods were a bit lighter. um, But I just started feeling... Feeling a little older in my body. Mm. Um... And my energy, not as good. My digestion, not as good. Um, My memory, not quite as good. But, you know, this also comes at a time for women when a lot of women are mums. So you're really, really busy. And maybe you're also working as well. You know, I work and I study. And I have one daughter who I adore. She's now 11. Um, and I do my best to be the mum who does the pick up, the drop off as at every school event. So I try and work my all my other commitments around making sure because daddy's often not available because of his work. So there's got to be one of us. And I committed to doing that and I'm delightfully happy to do it. Um, <clears throat> but within within that, um, I found my yeah, my energy levels. And I thought, well, is it just because I'm in my 40s, I'm doing all these things, I'm busy, we do require a lot of ourselves today in the world we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, And be a mum, and my hormones, you know, it's very easy to think, well, is everything down to hormones? Or is it just that we're bloody knackered, you know, we're yeah. busy girls, fabulous women doing all the things that we do and taking care of our friends and their children and sitting and listening to the same wanting to divorce my husband by so many people, whatever is going on, you know, there's a lot because we're carers. So, um, but this sort of, it got to the point where I thought, actually, no, I think this isn't to be blamed on my life, but more that there are things going on in my body Mm. men don't have this I was thinking about this over the weekend that you know men just get a bit older but you know other than maybe some erectile dysfunction or maybe lower sperm count maybe they lose their hair whereas we are so in tuned with our bodies Mm. and hormonally I react quite strongly to estrogen it's not actually a friend of mine particularly at times um so I was, re- I, was, I was really feeling these things and also thinking, I don't really have any control in this. You know, there's going to come a point, and it really has, not quite, but I can't have a baby again, mm-hmm. even though it would probably kill me if I even tried. But 
they come, whereas men, that it, this doesn't touch their size. There is a clock. And with that clock comes a real knowing that that part of your life is done, whether you wanted to have children or whether you could have children or not. Mm. Um, and I know that, you know, men are very understanding of the fact that our windows are limited, but it then brings you into psychologically and emotionally another part of your life, which could be loss. I lost a child. So I want, we wanted to have two children. We only have one. And that that's, that door is really going to be closed very soon. Mm. So there's also not only the physical effects of what's happening, which for me are getting stronger and stronger, but the emotional ones as well. And how are you going to deal with that? You know, is it going to be something you're going to curl up and die over or are you going to get your girls together and embrace this new part of your life? Which I do try. There are days I'm well and it's next and cake. So, yes, I went to the doctor, had a blood test and she said, it goes from 10 to 30. If you're 10, your ovaries are still working. If you're 30, they're not. And I was 15. So that was about 45, 46. She said, you've just gone into perimenopause at that stage. I just felt just a bit weird, nothing bad. Mm. And then I got to my 50th birthday in May. And by that stage, I'd had two hot flushes. That's all. Or flashes for the girls, our friends in the States. And... Um, by July, my period stopped. And so far, I still haven't had one. So I'm nearly at a year, not quite, but it's sort of it's coming closer and closer. But with that, so many other things have changed. Mm-hmm. So short term memory, you know, I'm amazed, you know, that I'm available when you turn up for your haircut that I've remembered. I've got post-it <laughs> notes everywhere because I even forget who I am most days. Um <laughs> Oh, my God. And then forgetting to check the diary where I've written everything down. That that can be a little scary at times. You know, my mum has dementia. And I'm like, um, is that where I'm going? Mm-hmm. Um, hot flashes that make me sweat. Uncontrollable heat. This It's like the centre of the earth arrives from my feet and goes up through my body. And I, But I get, weirdly, fits of laughter because it's so awful. I, I literally... Maybe that's the comedy in me, but I I don't quite know how else to deal with it. So I just sort of hold my top out and imagine this flame that's actually on fire. Call the fire brigade. And yeah, the, so the sweats, the heat, um, and sometimes shortness of temper, which is really not me. Mm. Um, but Betty can say, you know how kids are. You have to repeat yourself over and over again. But there are times where by the second time, that I have to repeat myself, I'll be like, okay, done. No, and I'll just flip out. Like the devil itself is coming to save me. And then I have to apologize. And even she'll go, oh, wow, that was that was some almighty menopause, menopause surge you had there. <laughs> but we talk about it. So I'll say to her, you know, I'm really sorry. That's not, that doesn't feel like me. But there's this sort of massive impatience and rage mm. in me. I get, um, Sally, I, re- I relate to that bit uh, the most, I think, as noticing a, a change for myself. Um, so I, I can remember very clearly, and I'm a really, I perceive myself as being quite a balanced, calm individual who will kind of always look for the 
you know, what's the bigger battle here? Seriously, what's the bigger, what's the bigger challenge here? You know, these are just small, in, you know. However, I completely and totally lost my shit over forgetting to take the dog lead um, to the park up the road where, where you live. Um, and we were there with the girls and the two dogs and a simple conversation between Jules and myself about, have you got the other dog lead? No, have you got it? No. Oh, well, and, and Jules love her. It was like, doesn't matter, we'll manage. I went, no. They just came I like out. The, yeah, I was just like the, I was like the Hulk in the car driving home to get the lead to come back. And of course, when I get oh. back, they finish the walk anyway. And, and all the way back, I'm saying to myself, what the hell was that? What was yeah. that? Yeah. You it's know, what that strange. So irrational, so out of body that, you know, third person perspective, watching me do it, I'm thinking, I already know that I'm making a complete loon of myself. It's really powerful down. though. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's like you are, um, what's the word? You know, they come and exercise you because um, you've got a spirit in you. I can't remember yeah. what, possessed. It, yeah, it's yeah. like you're possessed. Something comes over you and you can literally step outside yourself and watch and you'll be like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, you're being a proper twat right now. Okay. And, uh, but, but you can't control it until it's over. It's like a release of energy that ha if it's not going to be a hot flush, it's going to be a Hulk rage. Yeah, <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, oh, shit. Now that's going to be relayed back to the girl's dad. I was worried about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. She made a complete arse of herself over the dog lead. Oh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's funny, right? I mean, it's funny now, not in the moment. Yeah, in the moment it's not. No. And then, of course, you almost have that, that period afterwards as you talked about where you I you kind of go well I felt remarkably embarrassed by my behavior you know I really felt that I had let yeah. myself down by going off at a tangent and then that led me to feeling a little bit sorry for myself well I you know you have hit on something because what I do know of you is that you're an incredibly strong well-rounded confident brilliant woman you just are but isn't it interesting how something like a full life dose of estrogen falling out your ass at turbo speed can knock you off your feet yeah completely because I feel I've always felt confident I was born confident, annoyingly so. Even in the stuff that I'm shit at, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm so crap at that. Wouldn't affect my self-worth at all. Because I'd be like, well, you can't be good at everything. I just was really strong in that. And yet, since my estrogen has been depleting, which also affects your collagen, which is a real bitch, um, and, yeah, you do have to look in the mirror and come to terms with what's happening or get surgery, but is a sense of at times really not feeling like yourself, which is unnerving, mm. and then behaving in ways, aka dog lead gate, you know, yes. where you're you're finding yourself going, oh my God, this isn't me, strong, gorgeous me, you know, mm. Pip, I handle things like this. Why am I screaming and driving off like a loony to get a lead when I don't need one? And and, it, and then feeling embarrassed and then feeling really shit about yourself. Mm. And depending on how many outbursts you have, that chips away, even at the most strong, brilliant, confident women. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. And moments also, I think that was on the other, one of the other things that I noticed as a massive change was when, when challenged by something, my level of resilience, which normally would be, that's okay, I can deal with this, it's really not a yeah. problem, you know, and, and almost holding up the mirror and saying, this says way more about you than it ever does about me. So carry on being a pig or whatever you're doing, yeah. however you're behaving, just crack on because it doesn't actually impact me. I almost felt like at times I have handed my personal power to someone and then <gasps> yes you know it's like wherever I put it I've lost it I put it down somewhere and yeah. I cannot find my personal power where's it gone please yeah I uh, do you know oh my lord I know exactly what you're saying having just had a conversation with your very lovely jewels before yeah. this and we were talking about the morning routine that um, I discovered for myself over lockdown 27, I think it was. <laughs> and how I noticed that by just committing to a certain amount of time every morning, which was my time, regardless of who needed what, um, really, really helps me with this particular issue. Yeah. Um, having said to uh, my hubby Gareth, you know, I like I don't know who I am some days. Hang on a minute, Sally used to do you know massive hour and a half one woman shows. Sal was doing this. Sal was going off to LA. Sal was doing this, and I know I've spent a lot of my energy wanting to do my best as a mum, mm. but still, the thing that I have found that knocked me is all the package of the perimenopause process so yeah. far. So yeah. this morning routine for me, which varies, but it's generally school drop off, come home, large glass of lemon water, shut the TV room door and on comes YouTube with lots of different mini classes that I have found. And some are breathing, some yoga, some Pilates, you know, body weights, whatever it is. But I will, and I will ask myself, what is it that you need today, Sal, with your mm. body, moving your body, become connected with your amazing, strong body. And it might be 10 minutes, it could be an hour and a half, but whatever that is, I do it till I feel strong. And then I do show up differently. I, you know, if I hadn't have done that today, let's just say I got up, just quickly put some clothes on, didn't even have a shower, maybe didn't even need to, tied my hair back and just spoke to you. You get a very different sal to the girl that came out from her, her weights and Pilates this morning. Mm, mm. Um, and I do, and the breathe, of course, the breathing that goes with that, which calms your nervous system. Um, all of those things, just that little bit of love to yourself, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Um, and real kindness and understanding because you're going through something. You, Yeah, you can eat well. Yeah, you can work out. Yeah, you can go to sleep and do all the things you're meant to do. But it, your body is still going to do it regardless of whether you want it to or not. Yeah, that's, sure. that's it. So I feel that that is a massive key to helping you not completely get lost in your estrogen decline. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's really, really, really valuable. And the two things that come out of that for, for me, I remember as a child with my, when I was growing up, actually, I wasn't young, young, 
some of the friends of my um, my parents and some of the the females in in their those friendship groups and listening to conversations around how they used to be. Yeah, mum might say something around <clears throat> yes, and so and so. Well, she used to be really high powered. She used to be really, you know, this, that, and the other, and and now she's not for whatever reason. And it was almost like there was an acceptance that that is just something that happened for an individual. And I think when I noticed that I was going, and I, in fairness, Sally, touching anything that might resemble wood, um, when I noticed I was going through the menopause, I was sailing through it, absolutely sailing through it from a hot flush perspective. Yes, I'd get warm occasionally, but nothing major. I know you might want to stab me from where you are. No, not at um, all. Um, and and that, that sort of side of it was all right. But what I noticed more than anything was my resilience being chipped, my ability to um, self-criticise and analyse in a negative way increasing quite dramatically. Yeah. me. And then occasionally having moments of going, is this it? Have oh, I yeah. peaked? Has my life peaked? Mm. And, and finding that, that time to then re-engage and give myself time, the morning routine that you've referred to, to almost be able to, you know, draw back the curtains and go, well, look, there I am. Yeah. And, and don't you just look good? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's supposed to, it's, you don't, you know, you're at school, you get education, you get sex education. So what school do we go to for menopause education? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think it's Bella magazine. <laughs> <laughs> the Bella Academy of, uh, yeah. Crap, really. Sorry, Bella. But, well, thank God for Bella, maybe. But, you know, we, we hear a bit from our mums. Or, oh, you know, oh, mum's got it. In fact, my mum never had the sweats. She got the rattles. This is really interesting. She'd get the shivers, yeah. And I get them sometimes too, but I think it's being low in a particular mineral. I think it's like a magnesium thing. Right. Where I'd wake up or I'd be woken up at sort of one in the morning and dad would go, well, go back to bed, dear. And I go, what's wrong? He said, well, I'm just running your mother a bath. And my mum would be like really shivering, like really, really shivering. And he'd give her a cup of tea and she'd lie in this hot bath. And then 10 minutes later, she'd be in bed and fast asleep. And that happened a lot through her menopause. Mm. Um, there's something that you touched on, you know, about something that you need to do Um to sort of remind you of who you are. Mm. I think particularly for us creatives and self-employed women, mm -hmm. I have found, because when the pandemic started, um, all my comedy work stopped. The radio show that we do with the Beeb that we were going to Edinburgh again for, which I love, it's so much fun. I can just be myself, which is basically immature and silly. But... Um, all the things that had me feeling really alive, my clients connecting to my clients, having a giggle with my clients, all of it stopped. And I know this happened to the world. Um, but I, I always knew I was a people person, but uh, I realised how much so during that. So when we eventually got the go-ahead to do two radio show recordings, which fortunately for me, we do 
in a theatre, live, on a stage with a big live audience. So we get to play with the audience and the audience get to participate and we have so much fun with each other. And we bring in um, sort of celebrity comedians and stuff, which was fantastic. And I found myself thinking, oh, God, come on, Sam. Your jeans on, put them on, whatever it takes. Whack your makeup on, do your hair. Even with my skill set, Pip, I'm thinking, am I going to be able to make myself feel good about this? Come on, you know, because I sensed a a sort of a heaviness, a sort of a, oh, you know, have I still got it? Because I haven't done it for so long. And I was on stage with this incredible Terry. And Terry Anderson, I think his name is. If you haven't already heard of him, check him out. He's brilliant. And uh, a complete goof, completely silly. And I thought, oh, my God, is it going to be okay? And, um, yeah, within about three minutes, every cell was firing. And there was nothing had gone it was all still there. And it was a perfect reminder to me on those days, you know, when you open the curtains and go, nah, I've got it. I'm buggered. Yeah. It's over. It's over. No, you know, just give up. Um, I go back to that and go, well, hang on, you thought that. You thought perhaps you weren't as funny anymore. Perhaps you hadn't got it anymore. Perhaps you couldn't do it. It was probably the best show we'd ever done. And I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So every time that very easy negative self-talk comes, particularly I found like you through the menopause. Mm. Can I swear? Yeah, of course you can. I tell it to fuck off. Yeah. I literally go, fuck off, not interested, talk to the hand because actually no, I have still got it. Mm. Till yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, brilliantly so, brilliantly so. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm with you. It is yeah. that. It's just, it, oh, honestly, you're, 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 you're doing me a disservice. Get out of my world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know those sheroes because I always try and find my sheroes who are a bit older than me, who are a bit ahead of their career with me, a bit Mm. ahead of their children, or whatever it is. And I think, right, you know, mirror matching. What are you doing? What are you doing that's working that I can do and learn from the people that are doing well? And you can tell when you, you know, if you watch a comedy panel show or I watch a team of women working or whatever it is. And the ones who've really got a grip on, you know, they've still got their girl power. Mm. They're the ones, they're the yeah. ones to stick on your fridge door and on your morning mirror or buy your makeup bag or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, if they can do it and they do have their wobbles, but they yeah. find a way of bringing it back. Mm. I think through self-care, through being around the right people, through having their coaching, NLP, all those different things. Mm. Um, I think it's possible to get through this, come out the other side, healthier, stronger, more balanced and more confident if you go at it the right way. Sally, I think you're completely right. I absolutely think you're right. And I I do see it's almost like um, like a rite of passage, isn't it? It really this 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 we should and should is about necessity. We want to be able to move into the next era, what's a better phrase, being more complete, more powerful, more balanced and able to absolutely move forward. Yeah. You know, that in itself is a is a phenomenal place to be. So why wouldn't we want to be there? Yeah. And for the young girls, you mm. know, for the girls who are just starting out and they're like, you know, boys, girls, whatever their bag is and their life and their career and they don't know what they're doing. And they're all in a world right now that's got a way 
bigger stink level than ours did when we were growing up. They've got a lot more to deal with. And I think that having strong, powerful, loving, kind, committed women Mm -hmm. to their cause and going, look, we've got your backs. You know, if you need to know how to get through this or we're here for you Mm -hmm. and be useful. And we've got so much to offer them that, you know, and they, they need comfort and they need our strength and our confidence um sure you know to help move I mean god forbid you know with our with our kids you know I want to be someone that inspires my daughter even though I go yeah she'll say are you having a hot sweat I go yeah it's ridiculous but wow aren't I glowing you know I want her to know the truth but also then no mum is doing self-care it's important you know what self-care are you going to do this week um so I think that that's another reason to make sure you keep your shit together. <laughs> Maybe the reason to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I firmly believe that there's um, uh, a phrase that really resonates for me is, you know, wherever you are right now is where you're meant to be. Okay. Okay. And even <clears throat> if that, even if that phrase is referring to a moment in time, so that, you know, doggly gate, you know, me going, was where I was meant to be for that moment in order for me to be able to then look at it and go, so that's not normal behaviour for you, Pip. You need to go and, and maybe get your hormone levels checked out, work out the balances of the, you know, what needs to happen now and also re-engage with time out for yourself. Yeah. You know, if, if that was my moment in time to remind me of that, then it was worth having that. And actually, Sally, more importantly than that, it created a shed load of amusement for all the other people in the park that I didn't even realise were there at the time. See, you were actually putting on a comedy show, babe. You didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, until I came back and they all pointed and went, it was her. Stay away. She's only yeah. that's her. That lead. That's the one. Yeah, but there'll be women. There'll be women going, oh, yeah, that was me last week in Tesco. Exactly, exactly, crazy. So, Sally, you and I could talk for for hours. I'm absolutely sure. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to bring this podcast back to the very beginning where we started. And I just want you very very um, kind of not quickly, clearly never quick. But top line, just tell me a little bit around, or tell people listening around the nutritional work that you're doing because I think that is really relevant to self care. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Well, when I was doing Tony Robbins first course, Unleash the Power Within, which I would highly recommend. And this is not a paid presentation. I would highly recommend to anyone who's like, "Mm, I've just, you know, got some patterns and they're not working for me. And his last day of the four days was the nutrition day. And even though I absolutely lit up on all of it when it came to health day, you know, my my pads of paper, I, I couldn't get enough information. I'm like, I want to know that. I want to know that. I want to know that. So during the pandemic, when I was sort of jobless and going insane with boredom, my cats are not a good audience for me to try any comedy or any work on, you know, they've only got so much hair I can cut. So um, I thought, well, I've got to come out of this. I'm going to come out of this fitter, stronger, healthier and more educated because I'm not working. So I'll buy a I'll go on a course or something. Yeah. And I did some um, sniffing around and I found 
this brilliant place based in New York called the IIN, the Integrated Institute of Nutrition. Very difficult to not do the American accent. It's not even a New York accent, but uh, it's I've, I'm doing it over a year, 40 modules. And so it's a coaching wellness course. And it's not a degree in nutrition, but they talk about primary and secondary nutrition, which is really, really interesting. And they say, you know, there's no amount of kale and quinoa that you can eat if you're in a bad relationship. You're just not going to be healthy. So the wheel of life, the colorful pie chart, which of course you will know, but for anyone who has never seen it, it's just a circle with lots of different slices, like a cut up orange. And each section represents different areas of your life, which is you know, your career, your physicality, your spirituality, all the different things. And what it does is it teaches you to create a, it's a six month package where you look at the whole picture. So yeah, you might want to lose weight, but let's really understand why it is that you're overweight in the first place. And it might just be that you're addicted to sugar, or it could be that you're really unsatisfied in your marriage and your career. It could be, you know, whatever it is, there'll be lots of different things to look at. And this course I have found so perfect for this time. As my work is coming back in now, I've still got enough time to be completing it. I'm nearly there. Um, but the one thing that they talk about, which is never touched upon as every new, you know, every week we're bombarded by New York best-selling author has written the carb, whatever, you know, carb poison or you know, protein power. Or, you end up going, I don't fucking know what to eat. I don't know how to take care of myself. I know I need to. Mm. So what this does is it allows you to look at your whole life in a holistic way, <laughs> <laughs> authentically, and um, and then to become like your own investigator, because what's your, um, what do they say, what's your pleasure could be my poison. Mm. Um, and some people do really well eating meat. Some people could do with eating meat, but like me, I, I don't eat fish any day um but get to listen to your body because everyone's bioindividual depending on your gut health and everybody's gut and not just your gut health your genetics i mean the list goes on of all the things but everyone's different and so one of the best things about this is that i go okay how am i feeling how did i feel after i had that did it work for me um, you know, was I satiated? Was I craving? Did I have low blood sugar? Blah, 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 blah. So it takes the pressure off, you know, all the books that we've all bought, the hip and thigh, the Atkins, the blah, 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 blah. And as it keeps going, I go, well, now hang on a minute. How do I feel? Mm. You know, yes, what I like, but what is my body like? And is it working for me? And uh, yeah, it's a fabulous course and I love it. So that, of course, is in, in addition to helping me with my self-care. Yeah, exactly. And in hope, hopefully by doing that, I can then reflect it back to anyone who is interested. Yeah. If you yeah. want to, if you want to take some time and be supported through a program that helps you get to a place where you're like, ah, this is what healthy feels like. Mm. Then that's what I'm doing. And I love it. Oh, fabulous. And when did you say you're going to have completed it by? Well, the course ends in May, but I can actually take clients now. 
<clears throat> do they dare? Because <laughs> there's a lot of humour. There's a lot of humour involved in this. But I think, you know, when it comes to change and it comes to, you know, maybe going outside of your comfort zone, which we originally spoke about at the beginning, yeah. um, humour is a, is a great way just to, you know, it's okay. We can mm. we can have a laugh and look at doing some changes and seeing what works for you. I hope I hope that that technique is going to work for my clients. And uh, not that I'm not going to listen and take them seriously, but I think you know we also don't have to just sort of you know be as heavy as the quinoa. You know. We can... <laughs> so Sally, once you once we're near a, um, you're near a completion. Um, will you come back and talk to us again and we can dig deep into this? And find yeah. Out yeah, yeah, but not with That'd my be... quinoa voice. I'm going to come yeah, just if you could me. with the quinoa voice. <laughs> I might, if, if it doesn't bother you when you're using that voice, I might switch the camera off and put a poster on. Is that all right? Or is that too much? Babes, <laughs> <laughs> flattered. No, honestly, I'll do, I'll really do anything for nothing, actually. I'm that easy. <laughs> That'd be my pleasure. Oh, fabulous. So, Sally, how can people find you? People listen to this podcast. What's the best way? And we'll share all your social media links anyway. But, oh. you know, no, no better than to, to hear it from you yourself. How can people find you? What's the best way? Well, I've got a little I've got a little website. It's very simple and basic, which is actually for my brides. But it doesn't have to be. This one is currently for my brides. And it's sallyreisman.com, which is very easy. And you can message me through that. Sally. S-A-L-L-Y, Riceman, as in egg fried man, R-I-C-E-M-A-N, dot com. So that's the best way. Um, I can even give my phone number out. That's up to you if you want to. Yeah, 0779 305006. Boom. Boom. Just call. Just call. You know, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Sally Riceman. Is it at Sally Riceman? Hashtag Sally something. Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Sally Reisman. You know, you can find me, Sally Reisman Comedy, Sally Reisman. Um, <clears throat> it's not that difficult if you dig a bit. Excellent. Fabulous. Sally, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been oh, an absolute delight. I honestly, I, I look forward to my hair growing so I can come and hang out with you. <laughs> Um, you can really, come anyway. I know, I know, and 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 obviously to see this fictitious dog that keeps pissing on you. The <laughs> <laughs> Dalsatian, piles of it everywhere. Oh my god, outrageous! He's the one who switches the heating on as well. <laughs> well, he can reach his little paw goes up to the. You know, I'm having a little hot flush as we're speaking. <laughs> oh, it's very warm oh. in here. Oh, bless you. Sally, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. It's been a joy. And I look forward to catching up with you again very, very soon. Yeah, me too. Mwah. Big love seeing you coming your way. See you later.